Da-ding. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to an NFL playoff special episode of the Tease Me with a Parlay podcast. Thanks for giving us a listen. We really wow. appreciate it. I'm Alex. I am here with Xander as usual, and we have a special guest. Yes, Nick sir. is back. Wow. What a guy. Yeah, I was on the uh, first NFL podcast. Didn't join again until after the season. Looking forward oh, to it. Yeah, I mean, we had John for the Thanksgiving draft. That was oh, fun. True. Yeah, yeah. I think the people like that. But uh, yeah, we're going to break down some of those futures we talked about at the beginning of the season. But yeah, yeah. So gotta, good to have you back, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Looking forward to talking ball. Yeah, we'll go over those futures. I have a bone to pick with Mayor about that. So <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Again, thanks for giving us a listen, guys. Remember, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at AxePix and uh, TikTok at AxePix1. Um, it is crazy to think that we did our NFL preview show, obviously. I think, what was it? Was It It was the night before the season started, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, it was that Wednesday. And here we are, after the entire regular season. I remember that day like it was yesterday, and... Here we are. The NFL regular season has been completed. We're going into wild card weekend. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. And all three of us, I know, are very excited for, for playoffs, especially since Nick and I have uh, uh, our favorite teams playing this weekend. Yep. Talk about polar opposites right now. I'm just in shambles. <laughs> the, the entire era of my childhood and adolescence yeah. is officially over as of today. <laughs> it is weird that that bill's gone it's a it's my brother texted me and mayor today in a group message and he was like it's been the coach for what 20 24, 24 like, years yeah. yeah like my brother my brother's like 25 or 26 he only knows the nfl with bill belichick as a as a head coach so it's it's wild sad sad day but we move on because rabel is our is our beacon of hope and so hopefully it's just a Kind of like a Packers situation, except just a lot more winning of Lombardi trophies where you just kind of move on to the next successful piece. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, I hear the dig. We still have the, the most world championships out of any franchise in sport or in, in the NFL. Granted, we are the second oldest next to the Bears, but hey, we got 13 championships, four Super Bowls. Suck it, Burns. Um, I also, four. I heard four. Also, I heard surprisingly to me that Vrabel was not the favorite but rather it was is it Gerard Mayo is he on the staff right now yeah defensive coordinator he's been he's been rumored for for a little bit yeah for sure I could see that being a a pretty good fill-in as well man if I was if I was a team hiring a coach right now I think Vrabel would be great to have I think the Titans are pretty dumb to let him go they're seeing there I, I think there are some front office issues there but yeah i think Vrabel would be just great anywhere i agree with you nick and i think with the titans like like you said it was dumb to to let him go but more so it was like it's such a shame that it seems like the front office couldn't figure out how to have a good relationship with him because that's what it really seems like what happened with all yeah. that yeah yeah it's it's weird yeah it's, i mean it's just a uh it's although it's a breath of fresh air that 
these guys that we look up to and make millions of dollars also have to deal with like corporate bullshit. <laughs> like some guy with a higher yeah. title than you that is probably going to get fired within the next two years. Yeah. Like can just make whatever decision and you just have to eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of a reality to the cube monkeys for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So on this recap here, dude, I know you, uh, you wrote down surprises from the final week or seedings. Is that kind of what you wanted to talk about just from like a playoff standpoint? Well, I've got a couple things here. I went back and uh, listened to our boy, Nikki, and uh, boy, does he have a bone to pick because he was almost a future God. And things were looking great. Well, I mean, do you want me to get into my futures right now? Oh, yeah. I so, have it all written down. Okay. So, and yeah, obviously that those those all happened. Uh, the Rams, wrong read, wrong read, because they... Uh, they they're they're pretty good. They won ten games. Um, Raiders, yeah, this is Raiders. Hilarious. Raiders were like trash, <laughs> but 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 they would win games. I remember they had like three or four wins at one point. And everyone's like, how do they have three or four wins? Um, but once Antonio Pierce became their coach, he, they they actually were like kind of a like a, a, a frisky team. They really weren't that bad. But McDaniel, when McDaniel was the coach, they had no business winning any games. So. That was tough, and I also put the most money on those plays, um, so that sucked. Yeah. And then no, but the bone I got to pick with Mayor are are the <laughs> are are the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were eight and three. They yeah. were eight and three. <laughs> I needed over nine and a half. That was that was a lock city. And then well, even even all three of us crazy, yeah. And um, but I mean it it's still going into last week. They had a chance. And like going into Tennessee, like what you can't win, like you can't win that game. And like <laughs> that watching that game, Mayor is at the game, but that the the drive were towards the end of the game where Trevor Lawrence like tried to jump in, like cross the you know try to stretch over the goal line on fourth down. That was such bullshit. Like that whole thing. Like I think their third down play, he rolled out to the to the right or something and just like th- like threw it at. Was I was miserable. watching it. It was, it was I was miserable. Pissed. They were a dead, dead team. They are dead to me forever. I've they've they've always screwed me. Always. I never have a good experience with them. So I am done with them. Next time I see Nikki, I will be I will be chirping her about that. But um I know she's probably kind of disappointed in that. And Mayor, you were saying uh, her dad is uh is pissed off about that too. But yeah, done with the Jags. Um I had a quote here that said, uh, so you added it late. Uh, when I went back and listened, the Jags over nine and a half was your last play. Uh, and you said requesting a Venmo from Mayor if it fails. Yep, so. yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so Nick-Mars-1 is the Venmo Mayor. So, yeah, 50 bucks I put on that. Four digits, 50.00. But, uh, well, you yeah. You did have two winners, though. So I did it two for three. Yeah, I had a couple winners. Um, I also had a yeah. So my my winners were uh, Amon Ross St. Brown over a thousand yards. Mayor was also on that. That slapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the Vikings under, which like that was that was just weird because they were what oh, one in four, one in five with Cousins or something. Like they were kind of dead, but then Cousins got hurt and they 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 kind of. We're back alive, but yeah, I don't know that hit. So I was happy about that. I also 
um, bet before the Lions Packers Thursday night game week. What was that? Four. Um, I bet the Lions to win the division at minus one fifteen. Whoa. Yeah. And then after they won that game, it like they were like minus like six hundred or something. So I also won that bet, which was good. So that's, that's a nice bet. Yeah, yeah. I ended up down, I think, thirty seven dollars for my futures, which you can that's live with. A, it. That's insane. Tying up money and you just have to, and you come out even. You're like, fuck! I almost want to get my ass kicked or like win them all. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. It was yeah. It was just like a whole bunch of nothing, like for the whole year. <laughs> Yeah, I have my uh, I have my player props. So I went full player prop uh, when I went back and listened. Uh, I mean, we did pick our Super Bowl, but uh, so I was sitting on a CMC eighty to one ticket for a while, just ten bucks to win eight hundred, and uh, that was looking good two weeks ago. Yeah, or not good, but alive. We were very much alive. Uh, and then Trevor Lawrence, obviously. We don't have to dig into the Jags any further. Mayor and I both had 16 to 1. And these are MVP tickets. Uh, Zay Flowers, Offensive Rookie of the Year, decent, except CJ Stroud exists. So uh, then Brian Branch, feel like, didn't get a fair shake being a, uh, being a secondary guy. It's tough. But when you stack his stats up to like Jalen Carter, who barely uh, squeaked over 50% of the snaps. Uh, you have to wonder, you know, what the award even stands for these yeah, days. I agree. Uh, I did hit one that basically, again, washed all my other bets. And don't know if you ended up pulling the trigger, but you said you wanted to tail Nick. BJ Watt, sack leader, nine to one. Or TJ Watt, sorry. Oh, okay. TJ Watt, nine to one sack leader. No, I did not tail that. I wish I did. Yeah, that's, that's a nice hit. Bryce Young, uh, interceptions leader, 20 to one. Uh, he actually had a pretty good back half of the season not turning the ball over. He was leading the league for the first like quarter, first like six games. Then Sam Howell just showed up and said, I got this. So did Sam Howell lead the league in interceptions? Yeah, 21. 21. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I put that Mayor and I both cursed the Bengals because we both had the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. So... Uh, we got to make sure to not be on the same Super Bowl team next year. Give these guys, uh, you know, they have families. We don't want to get them injured or hurt. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> I got killed in my futures last year. I lost over $300 with futures, which was for me at the time, like 15 units. So this year I definitely took a, a lighter approach. I did hit the St. Brown 1,000 receiving yards, which is such an easy hit. Love that. Uh, love that play. Um, 49ers at 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl before the season started. So that ticket is looking pretty solid right now. And uh, I got the Bills to win the AFC at 22 to 1 before they played the Chiefs. So both of those tickets are offering decent cash out options right now, but I'm not going to cash them out, especially the 49ers one. The Bills one. We'll see what it gets up to, and depending on who they're playing. But I don't think I'll end up cashing that one out either. And um, and then that was it. Outside of I was on the Jaguars, uh, ten, ten plus wins. And mayor, mayor, what was that? What was that? Forty ers futures bet. It was like uh, it's not it's not just a straight futures bet, is it? Wasn't it like? Wasn't there some part special? Of the promo? 
Yeah, like what what was it? Yeah, FanDuel every year before the season starts, if you bet fifty dollars on any team you want to win the Super Bowl, you um you get five you get five dollars in bonus bets for every win that they get during the regular season. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's bet city. Yeah. So, so you you get the five bucks right after the team wins. That was my question. Okay, gotcha. So just each week you're getting five. So you didn't get like how whatever. 70 but i don't know how many how many games 60, 60 bucks 12 and 5 they're all individual five dollar bets gotcha. yeah yeah so i'm glad i picked the 49ers and not the Bengals. <laughs> no shit yeah uh one other thing that i had here just to recap as we kind of uh parlay into that section so it happened again uh just keep this on the back burner six new playoff teams versus last year so once again there's never been more over 70 percent of repeat playoff teams so there's going to be new faces every year so when wow. you think about your futures we've got six new teams in the playoffs yep. this year so hard to believe when you look back the giants were in the fucking playoffs yeah. last year that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. dude it is hard to believe but then every time you go into a new nfl season and you're looking at it you're like well they're decent. Like that's probably how a lot of people felt about the Giants. And some people obviously didn't, but it's like you're looking at it and you're like, I think every one of these teams is gonna make the playoffs I know. this year. Every time, yeah. And it never happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh it I think I saw a stat today, first time like since nineteen thirty something or something wild. But the uh AFC North, every team was over five hundred. It's the first time that's happened in a very long time. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy so. because the the Browns lost their quarterback, the Bengals lost their quarterback, the Steelers are on their third quarterback. That's nuts, and they all were over five hundred. Yeah, and the Ravens are on like their third starting running back. Yeah, that's nuts. So. Browns Browns got so killed with injuries this year too. What that what they've done is so impressive. Yeah, they just have one of those fucking. The mayor and I have talked about this a couple times, but. They just have one of those, like, you'll look back, like an all-decade type defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're nuts. Browns have been great. And I give a lot of credit to Zedaria Smith, who always energizes the defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, I mean, we talked about surprises. The Jaguars absolutely shocked the world by how bad they could be. Um, anything a chance to make the playoffs at 8-3. and three. So crazy. Yep. Ninety-nine percent. Crazy. Damn. Them losing them losing to Jake Browning and the Bengals on Monday night football is an eleven point home favorite when Not Jake Browning was just coming off his first start in a loss to Pittsburgh when he looked bad is crazy. Yeah. You cannot lose that game. That's what no. really fucked their season. Yep. Yeah. And Browning had like three hundred yards. He only had five incompletions the entire game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You could definitely look at that game and be like, well, yeah, there's a major, major problem here. You can't lose that game. That's nuts. That's crazy. It was crazy because that was, as I just mentioned, that was before Browning actually had some success. That was, yeah, like, that, yeah. that's what put JB on the map. JB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, any grievances from the season? Obviously, Nick, uh, there's one major grievance that, you know, we can't say that the 49ers would have lost that game if the Lions oh. would have been tied final week. 
But uh, or as we're kind of seeing, this is the third season, I believe, of the one team buy. Do we like that, or should we go back to twelve? Is it too watered down? What do you guys think? Well, as far as the buy goes, I'm cool with it. I'm all right with only one team in each conference getting a buy and having an extra playoff team, especially because the extra playoff team this year is my favorite team. So I am cool with the new format. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, we'll get him back in here, but yeah, I mean, it was tough. Uh, when you see like uh, certain dynasties, like Colts, Steelers, Patriots, like always just needing two wins to get to the uh, Super Bowl, uh, and it was you know definitely an advantage in the regular season. It just feels like regular season might not have as much of an advantage. So I don't know how I truly feel about it, uh, especially last year how the uh, Bengals got completely fucked by something out of their, um, out of their hands with the Demar Hamlin situation, when they would have been uh, on a bye as a two seed, uh, with the decision to put the Chiefs as the one. So I'm I'm still kind of up in the air, and it surprisingly, you know, you want to see more teams make it, but uh, also the in the hunt graphic is always pretty pretty solid. But uh, the only grievance I had was that. We need to figure out the ref situation. Like the the one thing that uh, really pissed me off with the refs is, uh, I mean, it was the one season of the in and out when you could challenge uh, pass interference, and there's just like, and you hear it when they go to like LA and they're like, "What do we think of the refs here?" It's like there's this weird fraternity where they like can't. They like hold steady with like the call on the field versus like we have a billion cameras across the board. Like, who gives a shit if you saw it wrong? These guys are faster, like the fastest athletes in the world. Uh huh. Let's put our our fucking uh, egos aside here. And with so many millions of dollars being wagered every week now, it's like we need to get the right call over some guy fucking uh, sticking with his guy. And what he thought he saw when the cameras clearly tell the difference. That's my only grievance. How crazy it's gotten. Yeah, don't. I could go on it. I could. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> about that. About this whole thing. Yes, they have the ability to to make this as right as possible. Like, yeah, I get you can't review every single play, but the fact it's so 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 bad. And I know, like, right right when I. I don't know what happened. I got dropped, but um, I know you're saying, yeah, like my grievance. Yeah, the Niners weren't going to lose last week. If if that was for the one seed, they would have played their guys. So, but the Lions really should be the two seed at the end of the day. Yeah, and I don't even know how. Like that probably can't be reviewable, even though you see Taylor Decker go up and but the other the whole like Dan Skipper was close to him. Who knows? Whatever. That was. That's unreal, and I hate Brad Allen. And if I ever see Brad <laughs> Allen, it's literally on site. But um, uh, yeah, but like when it comes to just yeah, like like just those those other calls and stuff. I mean, actually, even in that same game, that Lions Cowboys game, uh, that last drive, the Cowboys last drive, they called tripping on the Cowboys when it was really supposed to be on Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, it's like what's going on? I mean, it's like it's just egregious stuff that's happening. Um, that's just altering game seasons, seedings, like everything. And it's just, it's so much. And Burns, yeah, you said it. Who gives a shit if you, if you messed it up? Like, like just get it right. 
yeah, these guys, these guys are bigger, faster, stronger than all these old men on the field. And and and, and it's it's okay if you missed a call or you, you screwed something up, but I don't know. It's annoying. It's very frustrating that it they have this such a huge impact on games. Actually, in the Packers Bears game, there was like one flag the whole game, wasn't there? Wasn't yeah. it like some very small amount? I feel like most football games should be like that. Like, unless it, if it's egregious or you know, like clear, yeah, throw the flag. If it's like a little, a little tug or like a little touch, don't throw the flag. Don't. Yeah. It's so Context annoying. Sport. Every game should be like not that many flags. It's just like gotten so out of hand. Yeah, well said. Yeah. And you know, for things that are super duper obvious, for example, if you guys remember Carrington Valentine, the pass interference on the Chiefs in that Sunday night game, that was so obvious that he interfered with MVS, but because they didn't call it, there's no flag on the field. It's like for things that are so obvious, I feel like that should be an easily correctable thing. But then we, of course, we get into the gray area. We got a, we got fucking idiots who like yeah. will yeah. somehow find a way to mess it up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think the, I mean, I think the easy solution is, is like, you know, take guys from college that have no chance to make it to the NFL, and uh, but already know the game in and out because I mean, a full time ref does pay very well. So, you know, what they might be seeing in the actual work world, whether it be from FCS or wherever it is. But these guys are ready and they 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 know the game speed. You got to get younger. Yeah, I agree with that. And one final thing when it comes to grievances outside of the refs, I have a grievance with Thursday night football before I forget. Whoa. These games suck. And. As much as I enjoy watching a football game on Thursday night, the quality has been so bad for such a long time. I really wouldn't have a problem if they eliminated the games to be. Wow. The games yeah. are bad. The games are bad, but selfishly, like, I wish there was an NFL game on tonight. And we were talking about earlier, Mayor. It's like Giants, Giants, Cardinals. Like, it's gross, but it'd be cool. You know, you, you can bet on props, bet on the game. So selfishly, I I love the Thursday games. It also kind of like I always think of it as like kind of like the start of the weekend a little bit. You know, obviously like you, you got work on Friday, but it's like all right, Thursday night football. Well, Friday you know, football's on. You know what should really happen is they should stop giving a, a damn about high school football. High school football just commandeered Fridays, and that's essentially why there's no Friday night NFL because that would be the perfect night for NFL. Gives them an extra yeah. day. It's like you know, four full days off, not three day turnaround. They would already be doing done with contact practices anyway. Yeah, if they uh, figured that situation out, but I understand, I guess, why. Oh, yeah, for, the NFL, for TV. Sorry. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I was just going to say one more thing that I will have every single year, NFL, if you're listening, please listen. <laughs> Stop giving us three only three late games on Sundays. Oh my god. Yes. Dude, they should do what they did week 18 every single week. Every single week. Yes. They should do like 7 and 6 or whatever like I you know with give us everything. 50-50 like, split. Like 50-50. Yeah, give us yeah. 
yeah how would you guys feel if they if they tinkered with staggering the games for like a week or two what do you mean i'm not i'm not really a fan got two games two games starting at noon and then a game starting at one and then another one at two and just kind of throughout the day you're just staggering the games selfishly i like my parlays and my teasers all to end at the same time so i can know what i'm rolling into for the late games yeah it would make gambling pretty intense because especially if you like kind of took it you know what you're like all right i got these games and like you got to dive into like the next games before they start and they keep going I don't know. What do you think, Mayor? Um, no, I, I, I'm good on the staggering, personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, one small grievance, this has been added uh, maybe since the 17 playoff, but they do not need this Monday night game, and it seems unfair to the teams. Yes. Like, it should be yes. three Saturday, three Sunday. Like, it's super easy. Yeah, it's so easy to, to do that. Yeah, I was. I did not want the Lions playing on Monday night. Uh because it's not fair because then if they play Sunday, they're like the next Sunday, you're you're playing a team that that had more rest than you uh, during the playoffs. It's not fair. Yeah, I did see that. So the Saturday games are both AFC. Uh, so at least there's that two AFC. Yeah. So the Monday night is the NFC matchup. Yep. And then Sunday night is obviously NFC. So I guess, you know, we're, we're talking 24 hours extra of me. But all that shit matters. This is the end it's, of the season game 19. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather have I'd rather have the 24 hours of rest than not have the 24 hours of rest. Yeah, one million percent. And then now we're going to get into these games in just a second. But guys, I unrelated to the NFL, but speaking of Monday nights, I'm so tired of college football and college basketball championships being on Monday night. I have <laughs> a huge issue with that. Has it always been like that? Like, my knowledge yeah as long but, as I but, can like, remember. yeah like i know as long as i can remember it's been on monday like I, I i know that but like in like 1980 was it on monday nights and like it's what not sure. did it, it's so stupid for final four i don't know but up until the bcs there was no title game for football like it was just ap awarded the national champion which is a yeah. whole nother discussion oh my yeah, god that's that's, that's wild. I would be so livid that's why you know the team we don't name that was their first outright title since the 40s so they've actually yeah. played and earned so uh yeah that's mayor you're spot on with that the monday night i mean at least tuesday night is better than monday night <laughs> but football should be saturday night the football championship should be saturday night and the basketball one i i i mean I guess I'm, am I thinking Thursday? of this right? Isn't it Final Four Saturday? Final Four Saturday, and then they play yes. Monday. Saturday, Monday. So I mean, at least like I understand that one at least a little bit. The football one though is like, put these games Saturday. They play Saturday every every game throughout the year. Be sick Saturday night championship. Hundred percent. The women have it right for college basketball. They get to play their championship on Sunday night. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, those are some good grievances, boys. Uh, I mean, put us in charge. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of fixing to do to this league to yeah, to I make agree. it the best league in the in the world. But how about we talk some ball? Please. Yeah, we've got a. Uh, I mean, some. It's. I mean, it's insane to uh, not just start to, you know, think of 
you know, a lot of people, when they come to conspiracies, uh, they say uh, the most known conspiracies are put out there on purpose to kind of drum up, like, the insanity behind it. And the NFL script is starting to sound more and more real with some of these matchups, how they worked out. Yeah. It, like, oh, my God. Uh, like our first one, where Deshaun Watson's former team, yeah, uh, starting us off Saturday, uh, now his current team, who's being led by a guy that, man, was on his couch a month and a half ago who could be playing his former team on a uh, hot-like run. We've got Cleveland at Houston. Right now, Houston is a two-and-a-half-point home dog. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. That's Saturday, 3.30 Central time. Uh, I mean, when do you guys take it away? What do we, what do we see here? Nick, I'll let you kick this one off. Oh, I was going to let you kick it off because you already have a bet on the game. Whoa. I, actually, I actually cashed out cashed out my bet. Oh, you cashed out? You and had a good line, number. And the line went in my direction. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a – I really don't have a ton of thoughts on this game. I thought I, – my, my gut is actually telling me Cleveland um, because of that defense. I mean, that defense is so good, and defense travels. Um, Flacco's slinging that around. I I personally like the Browns just like off the cuff, and I haven't really looked too much into this game to be honest. I I will say though it's hilarious. Whenever the Texans make the playoffs, they always play in this Saturday afternoon slot. It's it's perfect for them. Texans <laughs> Texans Browns, but uh yeah I don't know. Just off the top of my head, I I like the Browns to cover three. I like the Browns to win, and then yeah. So if the Browns win, are they the seven seed? No, they're not the seven. They're the no. five. Oh, okay, because Burns, it's you were the saying four five matchup. Okay, so okay, I was thinking like if they won, they would play um, the Ravens. They could. They could. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. If Buffalo uh, takes care of business, and um, so does the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs, then yeah. they'd be the lowest remaining seed, and we'd be going to Flacco versus uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Overall, Nick, that's why I did end up cashing out. I had Texans plus three and a half, and I cashed out for just my my normal stake back, obviously. Um, Didn't take like a loss or anything, but I'm with you. I lean the Browns the closer we get to kickoff. Well said with their defense. And then when you look at the Texans defense, to me, it hasn't been, well, I think to everyone, yeah, to keep it real. Their defense is they they play hard, but they're definitely like not perfect. I wouldn't even say that they're like a good defense. They're they're okay. They play hard for D'Amico. And on the opposite side of the ball, man, if Stroud beat the Browns, it wouldn't shock me. He's that good. Um but the Texans still look like a team that's kind of on the kind of kind of on the up and up and maybe not quite ready to win this one um against a really hot browns team but it's tough dude I'm, it's not like i'm super convicted with the browns in this spot um i know the browns kicked the shit out of the texans a couple of weeks ago in houston but that was with case keenum so i don't know if that'll play into the texans advantage or not 
since they took an ass kicking, or maybe the Browns just have that much of an advantage. Like Amari Cooper went for like 220 in that game or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting stat here that you've got to keep in mind. Um, uh, debuting quarterbacks against quarterbacks that have playoff experience have not fared well. Saw this stat 32% against the spread. That's over 55 times that it's happened. Uh, and then just 17 and 36 straight up since 2002. And so we've got four of those matchups this, this year. Uh, Stroud versus Flacco, Tua versus Mahomes. Dolphins made it last year, but if you remember, Tua was out. That was fucking Skyler, whoever. I'm sorry. Even Bridgewater was out. Yeah. Uh, Mason Rudolph versus Josh Allen. Jordan Love versus Dak Prescott. We don't have Uh-oh. to talk about it now, but 36%, there's four teams in there. Numbers would say that one of these teams is going to win straight up. So True. think about that. Um, which one you might, but yeah, just an idea for mayor. You might be onto something cashing out that, that bet. And the tickets for this Texans game for the upper deck are like 65 bucks. I crazy, crazy. Do they not care? They must not care. I guess not. 65 bucks for a playoff game. Come on. If you're a Texans fan, how are you not going to that? I don't know. That's crazy. They sell, out, they sell out the XFL team. How the hell are they not selling out the NFL team? That's nuts. Uh, I, I, do have, I do have a prop for you boys. Um, you know, he, ever since Tank Dell's gone out, Nico Collins has clearly shown to be the 1-1 one, 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 uh, main target uh, in the last uh, six games with Stroud at QB. Uh, Nico has gone nine seven one nine seven seven for receptions. Uh, obviously, a big miss. He missed his receptions against the Texans with Case Keenum by one reception. I like over five and a half. Uh, he's going to see the ball a lot of targets uh, for this game. It's only minus one hundred nine. So Nico over five and a half receptions is my prop for the game. I actually locked in a prop, and Mayor, it's it's, it's a secret bet because I haven't told anyone about it yet. But it was this guy on Twitter I saw. I was just, like, perusing, and I saw his page, and he posted this article. I think he works for the Action Network. But uh, his big play, it was, like, this long article, but his play was or is Elijah Moore over third. He got 29.5 receiving yards, but most of the books – had him at 32 and a half. So DraftKings had him at 32 and a half. I took his over on Monday or Tuesday. And I just looked today, it's 36 and a half now. So that's my prop bet of that game. Elijah Moore over. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. I might have to tell if I can get a decent number. My yeah. prop is uh my prop is your 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 guy Burns um, monotone. Uh, he's on C.J. Stroud over ten and a half rushing yards. I just locked that in right before we got on here for a unit. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that for sure. He said, uh, um, "What were you saying?" No, go ahead. He said he thinks the Browns' pass rush will make Stroud uncomfortable at times, which will force him to use his legs. And he said. 
His over-under on rushing attempts is two and a half, and the over is juiced to minus 160. And Monotone said every single time Stroud has gone over two and a half rushing yards, he's eclipsed that 10 and a half number other than one time. Uh, so we're on it for minus 115. I definitely do like that, especially from the perspective of, yeah, the pass rush is going to get there. Um, he's going to get happy feet and he's going to try to run. It's a playoff game too. He's going to go, he's going to go all out. That's a, that's a, yeah, I like that. I might like lock that in right now. As far as the game goes, this is, this is a tough one for me to pick. I'm, I am going to be very honest. This is a difficult one for me, but I'm going to say Browns 27 Texans 21. Uh, I'm going to, well, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at DraftKings. I'll have to put in the CJ Stroud bet. Um, I'm going to go Browns 24 Texans 20. That's good. Yeah. I don't see how this game doesn't fly over. Uh, my, yeah, I think it's going to be Browns 31, uh, Texans 23. Oh, Browns down to minus two now. So that. Maybe this is our rookie. Maybe we're just overlooking. I said it myself. There's going to be one rookie upset. Maybe this is the one that we're just not even giving full consideration. I think Mayer has one in his head. Well, Jordan Love's <laughs> not a rookie. Jordan Love's not a rookie. So, but it's well, what was first, rookie to the playoffs. Rookie to the gotcha. playoffs. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I imagine we're going to have uh, pretty much aligned. Oh man. I mean, these guys just keep catching every fucking break on earth. Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City's four-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 44. This is the most controversial game in NFL history because it's only on the cock. Oh, yeah. 7 p.m. Uh, <laughs> what do we got here? This one's supposed to be the coldest game, uh, wind chill-wise, in NFL history, minus 30. People might not even be going to the game. It's insane that they might still play this game with those low of temperatures, but got to yeah, play. That's the, I guess, unless people are actually going to get hurt just standing there, not the players. They'll obviously have all the like, yeah, I know. Those modern know. heating, <laughs> just fans putting it all on the line for the chiefs. I heard you can bring in cardboard card three by five cardboard signs for this game to what? Keep yourself to shield the wind. Okay, shield the wind, put it on the metal bleachers. Would you guys go to this game if you guys were a Chiefs fan and you lived in Kansas City? No fucking chance. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. I would think Mayor maybe. If you're a Chiefs fan, you've been so spoiled over the last four or five years that this game is just like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, Um, as for the game itself, what do you guys got? Yeah, I'll start. I... I'm taking the under. I already have four units on under 44 and a half. Um, I was listening to Wager Talk earlier today, and one of the guys on there actually likes the over. Of course, naturally, you know, I had to get humbled a little bit, I guess. So <laughs> that put a little fear in me. But overall, I'm sticking with my analysis on the under. Xander, as you said, Perhaps the coldest game in NFL history with the uh, wind chill, looking at negative 20 to negative 25 degrees. Uh, zero degrees at kickoff is the actual temperature with winds between uh, winds at about 15 miles an hour with gusts up to like 30 miles an hour. So it just seems like absolutely miserable conditions. And 
oh yeah, it's the Dolphins with Tua. Like, come on, man. I think it's going to be low scoring and very difficult for those guys to play football. But I'll take the Chiefs to grind out a game at home. But it wouldn't shock me if the Dolphins somehow won this one just because the weather is that bad. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say a 16 to 10 Chiefs. Do we lose Burns or is that just me? Okay, mm. no, he's back. I'm on my hotspot right now. Can you guys hear me oh okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, well, can hear you. all right. Um, so, yeah, Mayor, not to burst your bubble. This actually isn't even like the craziest stat of all time either, but I saw this earlier and it, it, I was like, I didn't, I didn't send it to you, but um, this is a tweet from somebody on Twitter. Over the past 20 years in NFL games with an over-under of 45 or lower and a temperature below 25 degrees, the over is 14-4-1. Chiefs, Dolphins, and Bills, Steelers games fit this trend this weekend. Um, but I don't know. I'll rock the under with you. I'm I'm with you on it. I, I don't I mean two is gonna like malfunction in the cold. I don't I don't think there's gonna be right. a ton of points scored, honestly. The Chiefs. I mean, kind of like very simple thought. It's just like the Chiefs have a good defense. They've been struggling on offense. Um, what you what was your score prediction? Sixteen to ten. Yeah, I think it'll be higher scoring than that. Just because I mean, is, is Jalen Waddle going to play? I, I I think he is. Questionable, to, right? Questionable. Yeah, same with same with Mostert. I definitely think the weather favors the Chiefs. I think it'll go under. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Chiefs. I'm going to say Chiefs 21, Dolphins 14. Okay. The exact same score when they played earlier in the season in Germany. It was 21 14. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that game. That was the game yeah. I, I, I double bet the, the Dolphins. I was pissed because I was lit up. Oh, that was Phil's wedding, wasn't it? Phil's wedding. Phil's yeah. wedding. Weekend. I was lit, and I bet the game on Saturday night. I woke up Sunday. I was like, oh, I got to bet the game, and I bet on it, and then I – I looked at my history. I'm like, oh shit! I bet this two times. I was so pissed. <laughs> um, yeah. The prop, um, that I, the prop that I'm eyeing here, um, and it, this, I'm not going to put it in quite yet. Got to get it in though. I'm, weather's probably going to move this, but I want to hear that Mostert's playing. I mean, the the Bills have a path. The Chiefs are they're slipping. They need a big offseason. There's, um, you know, I don't see their path to repeating as Super Bowl champs. They've just struggled in so many aspects this year. Just not a complete team. But, I mean, this is definitely leveling the playing field. But if the Dolphins have a superior run attack, when healthy, they're probably the best one-two punch. Detroit has something to say about that. But Mostert and A-Chain. So I'm actually looking at Tua under 33.5 pass attempts. He's hit that in five of the last seven, and the two he went over were 37 and 38. Uh, so obviously game script, it could force that, but we both or all three of us see this game being very close. So I don't think Miami's going to be quick to abandon the run, uh, especially when either of those guys could burst it for fucking 80 yards themselves. Yeah. So that's that's probably my favorite prop of this game. Yeah. 100%. I agree. I think that's a really good read. I believe the Dolphins are going to want to run run the ball a lot. Um, 
as will the Chiefs. We remember how bad the Chiefs looked against the Raiders when it was a little bit windy there on Christmas Day. So, so yeah, I am riding the under. I am nervous, but that's uh, that's how that's how I see the game. And Nick, like you said, the Chiefs have a really good defense, probably like a top five defense in the league. So, yeah, hell yeah. Well, getting to Sunday then. Uh, big slate here. Uh, start off with the appropriate game to start us off. Ease us into it. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Another cold game. Saw a wind chill minus six last time I checked. Buffalo minus ten, though. That's not the temperature. That's the point spread, folks. And over under thirty six. That game is noon Central Time. What do we got on this one? It looks. Pretty easy, but I'm going to guess that one of you guys is going to probably tell me it's not. Yeah, so I'm personally, and I I was really thinking about it today because I hadn't thought about this game a ton. And And I think I'm thinking differently than you, Burns. I think it's nuts, nuts to lay points with that many points with the fucking Bills and how they've been this year. And I know the Steelers are trash, and I and the Steelers are like not really a playoff team. I know it's Mason Rudolph, and it's like all this, but like you're gonna give me ten points in a playoff game, and the Bills, how they've been just so weird this year, like that game against the Chargers a couple weeks ago, and just like every other thing, and Josh Allen's he's gonna throw at least one interception. I don't know if I don't think T.J. Watt's gonna play, so that's that's obviously pretty big. Um, he's not. He's out. But but still, still. I I like the 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 Steelers plus ten. You're gonna give me ten. I'm not gonna unload my bank account on it, but <laughs> if 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 I'm gonna bet on it, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Steelers plus ten. And I don't think they'll win, but it's just so many damn points. And the Bills are weird. That's Let's my to back you up. Back you up. Josh Allen has lost seven consecutive games against the spread as a double digit favorite, dating back to October of 2022. But the last cover was a 38-3 to win at home versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. They're 14-point favorites in that game. Yeah. I mean, look, if the Bills go out there and cover and, like, you know, they win by two touchdowns, I'm not going to be shocked and stunned. But I I just think the, the Steelers could keep it within 10 points, and I'm just not going to – lay my money with the bills and then be pissed when they don't cover. Cause they're always just, they're another team that kind of screws me over a lot. They get a lot of respect with in, in, in Vegas. They, they get a lot of points. They're kind of like the chiefs. Like that's why the chief, the chiefs don't cover all that much either. Um, Cause they get so many points all the time. I think that's a very like measured and reasonable take by you. Um, I think it's going to be hard for the Steelers to, really move the ball effectively in this game because of the weather. Um, 20 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 40 miles an hour with the wind chill below zero. I just see Rudolph with a mask on in the gun <laughs> looking like he wished he would be anywhere else besides Buffalo. Um, if the if the Steelers are going to be able to keep keep pace in this game, obviously how how well will their defense play? against the bills and then will they be able to run the ball effectively and lately the answer to that question has been yes Najee and Jalen Warren have been cooking 
during their uh, winning streak to close out the year, beating the Bengals, beat the Seahawks, beat the Ravens in their last three games. So, yes, I agree with you, Nick. I would be inclined if I had the bet to take Pittsburgh plus the points because you just can't trust the Bills, even though they somehow snuck in as the number two seed in the AFC. They really doesn't seem like they earned it to be like a two seed, but here we are. They are. Um, and, uh, I would want to be on the under. I actually am on the under of 36 and a half in this game. So that's how I, that's how I see it. If I'm, if I'm looking at a score prediction, I'm probably saying something like bills, 20 Steelers, seven. That's fair. Uh, the prop that I'm looking at another quarterback prop, uh, Rudolph under, and uh, although, Mayor, don't count out Rudolph the Red Nose in the cold snow. It is that time of the year where there could be some magic. But under 17 and a half pass completions, his last three games, 18, 18, 17. What you're saying, Xander, he's gone over in two of those. Well, I appreciate that. But these windy conditions, the Bills uh, have gone seven of the last eight allowing the quarterback under in pass completions. Uh, and so, obviously, as we just talked about, the Steelers are going to want to establish the run. Uh, I mean, th- what could hurt us is those little pop screen passes uh, that could pile up pretty quickly. But I think in these conditions, uh, they're going to want to limit. You know, Tomlin's extremely successful and smart coach. He knows the limit of his quarterback, so I imagine they're not going to be putting it in his hands uh unless they truly have to yeah i i agree with that dude um i just don't think not every and i'm saying this to kind of ease my anxiety with my bets as well but i don't think people realize how cold it's going to be in kansas city and buffalo this weekend yeah. it's going to be miserable miserable in those two games this isn't like a 25 degree day in Chicago or Lambeau Field. This is like, we're talking about negative 10, negative 20 with the wind chill. Like, like do not want to be outside at all cold. Um, just saying. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. So we'll see. Uh, but luckily for us, we move on to a dome where we have Mayor being able to host, or I'm sorry, travel to Dallas. Dallas seven and a half point favorites, 50 and a half over under Sunday at 3.30. And Mayor, what do you got? Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll kick us off here. Packers, Cowboys, um, Packers, obviously, I'm a huge diehard fan, so I can start there. Um, uh, Jordan Love and the young uh, receivers have been playing uh, really well um, for a, for a while now, ever since the Chargers game, uh, which was before Thanksgiving. Um, they had one bad game. It was against the Giants. Um, but every other game, Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, that was a three-game winning streak. Offense played great in that stretch. Giants was a bad game. Uh, Buccaneers was a loss, um, but the offense was pretty good still. Panthers, uh, Vikings, Bears, they've been really good on offense. So, yeah, when you look at this game, you're like, okay, how much are you buying the Cowboys defense? I 
am concerned about Parsons, as you should always be, and their secondary is very aggressive. Um, but overall, I'm not overly concerned with the Packers' offense. Aaron Jones has ran for over 100 yards in three straight games. It's the best the run offense has looked all season long. They're playing with the most confidence they have all season long. Love is playing his best football as he has all season long. Um, I also think Love is a pretty like pretty like unflappable guy. I don't think he's going to be ner- like all that nervous um, in this game. So. I'm really not too concerned about their offense. My concern would be the Packers' defense going up against the Cowboys' offense, which Dallas's offense has been explosive all year, at home specifically. Um, that would be my concern as a Packer fan. Jair rolled his ankle yesterday in practice. Now, all of a sudden, he's questionable because it was some freak thing that happened in practice yesterday. So if he can't go, I'm very, very concerned about the Packers. But if Jair can play... I do give them a shot. I give them a shot to win. Um, if, I'd, if I had to play this game, I would play the over. Um, I think the Packers will score. I think the Cowboys will score. Even though the Packers' defense has been improved as of late, Dallas's offense is no joke. Um, so I'd go over the total. Um, and as a Packers fan, like I'll have money on their money line um, because I'm cheering for them, and that's a heart bet. But I think they got a shot. They're playing really good football right now on offense. So that's how I see it. Wait, did you give a score prediction? 34-30 Green Bay. Oh, let's go. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, Packers defense is my concern. Um, I love the Packers plus seven. You're you're giving me a tutty. Absolutely. I think the – they'll be able to move the ball like they I think they'll I think they'll be able to score it's just like can they stop the Cowboys offense can you get to Dak that'd be nice um how, is the Packers run defense trash too yeah they're one of the worst in the league oh. but it has improved um in kind of closing out the season versus how bad it started but it's still not very good if you can if 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 they can kind of take away the run from Dallas and like, you know, really put pressure on Dak, maybe something could happen. It sucks that Jair might not play, um, because CD Lamb, CD Lamb's a stud. I mean, he's just a stud, and 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 he's gonna get his. He's gonna have catches. He's gonna have yards. He'll probably score a touchdown. Like you, you know, that's gonna happen. So you just kind of got to be like, all right, that's gonna happen. We just have offense has to be able to answer. Um, I think the Packers have a really legit shot in this game. Um, I like the over as well. Um, I have a score in my head. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Packers 27, Cowboys 24. Packers go to San Francisco Ooh. next week. We'll see you in San Fran next week. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, it just take away the run game. I mean, I say just, but take away the run game. Get after Dak. They're gonna they're they're gonna move the ball just kind of be like a bend don't break. Um, also with Jordan Love first playoff game we'll see and all these young guys it's it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough but they've been playing well I mean they've been playing good defense yeah. played good last week I mean build off that yeah. I think they got a shot especially being seven point dogs give me give me plus seven I don't know I don't know if they'll win but give me plus seven love it sure. Love it. I mean, like we said, there's probably going to be one upset to a first-timer here. 
the prop that I'm going with, uh, you started to see a little bit more trust from Love. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this line's just too low, and um, they're probably going to be running a lot of precise routes versus trying to get it downfield. I like Tucker Craft over two and a half receptions at minus 130. Yeah. yeah he's covered this line uh, in his last six games three, six, four, 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 three. Um, so uh, clearly getting an uptick in, in looks from Love uh, in a uh, defense from Dallas that uh, it's kind of allowed some uh, tight end production. So a couple weeks ago, Laporta just thrashed him. So that's going to be where I lean. I still like the play. I will, I will just let you know that Luke Musgrave was out for the majority – the majority of that stretch. Actually, Musgrave was out for all of those games that you just mentioned that he's cleared that line. Um, How did he do last week? Because was a Musgrave back last week? Yes. So you're right, Nick. Musgrave was back last week and Kraft had three catches. So yeah, not even seeing uh, Musgrave props. So uh, maybe I will adjust. But uh, as of now, I'll stick with that one. Uh, also, like Dowdle, uh, over eight and a half yards rushing. Oh, um, cover that. That's what? Yeah, I mean that that could be one one touch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Doesn't he get? He gets touches. He he's their number two running back, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he has. It's weird. He is. He is. He he must he must not be getting the ball if it's yeah. Matt. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, he hasn't covered that in some games, surprisingly. Oh, I'm sorry, it's 20 and a half. I was looking at receiving uh, yards. That's my fault. My fault. <laughs> you're giving the listeners a bad, you know, like, oh, Guys, shit. That's my fault. Uh, no, Dowdle, yeah, that's what I was looking at. Five and a half receiving yards. It's covered that uh, in four of the last five, or five of the last six. And uh, he's a shifty fucker, so. All right. Yeah, I don't that. Uh, as for a game prediction on my end, uh, I think Packers stay inside the number, but uh, I've just had a weird feeling about Dallas all year. Uh, a lot has kind of bounced their way that hasn't bounced in the past. I kind of touched on it, the fact they're a two seed. I see Dallas winning this, unfortunately, Mayor, um, and actually getting somewhat of a playoff run. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay won. Absolutely. Mayor, I feel like you're kind of playing with house money right now. Do you feel the same way? Like if the Packers lose on Sunday, I know you'll be sad, but you're not going to be like it. It it it'll be different than like when the Packers would would lose with with Rodgers and and all that. You nail it. Yeah, we're not the number one seed. We're not expected to make it to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. I mean, dude, this was our first year with Jordan Love and all of these young guys. All I wanted to see as a fan was can Love be the guy moving forward and we've seen what they can be so i'm i'm thrilled dude i am thrilled that they're in the playoffs yeah with a chance to just maybe play spoiler or who knows let's just ride this thing as long as we can yeah you just got to get in and you got in and who knows you just play 60 minutes <laughs> see what happens I mean, they got they got a good offense you just, you just got if you can go blow for blow with them that could throw a pick somebody could fumble but yeah, yeah, like I said, I mean, you're they're they're just playing with house money, so that's yep. that's a dangerous team. You don't want to be playing the team that's playing with house money. Agreed. Speaking of getting in, 
that leads us to our final game on Sunday night, where our boy Nick Marzano will be in attendance. Where the LA Rams, led by Matthew Stafford, go back into the Lions' den, where Detroit hosts their first playoff game in uh, just about exactly 20 years, maybe 21. I'm correct. Uh, the Lions for yeah no since not yeah 30 years oh that is 30 wow how fucking yeah. uh, I just had one of those first I time in my life 91 I thought 93 was uh 20 years ago not 30 oh boy you're born two years before that you idiot <laughs> anyway Detroit's minus three over under 51 and a half it's Sunday night at 7 p.m Nick take us away brother yeah, you know, I will be at the game. Um, just 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 pulled the trigger last Sunday night. Was like, fuck it, let's go. So me and Mal are going to gonna go. And then uh, I convinced Jordan and his girlfriend to go as well. So yeah, I'll be in attendance. It'll be my first game at Ford Field. And it's a pretty crazy first game. Their playoff game won their division for the first time in forever. Stafford coming back. The whole golf storyline with the Rams. It's Sunday night. It's like it's 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 the prime spot. I mean, this has been the nuttiest, nuttiest, like the best year uh, as a Lions fan I've ever had in my life. So I'm beyond ecstatic to be there. I'll be completely honest. Like it's it'd be, it's very hard for me to actually look at this game from like maybe like a betting perspective and be like, oh yeah, like the Rams plus three. I mean, honestly, like if you guys are on the Rams plus three, I totally get it. Um, but I, I, I can't look at it like that. So yeah, I mean, I, I think the Lions have a huge advantage being at home. Obviously it's going to be fucking nuts. It's going to be so <laughs> loud there. It's going to be so loud. Their, their home games already have been, are, are incredibly loud, but then you, you throw the playoffs into it. It's going to be rowdy. They're like the lion social media is like telling people, you know, like what to do, like get really loud when uh, Stafford's getting in the huddle. And, you know, like, as opposed to when they break the huddle, it's like, get really loud when they're in the huddle and they like have all these like things planned and it's going to be nuts. It's going to be rowdy. Um, I think, yeah, there's a huge advantage being at home. Obviously uh, the Rams offense is really good. I mean, obviously they got Stafford, they got Nakua, they got cup, they got Kyron. It's kind of kind of similar to what I was just we were talking about with the Packers. I mean, the Rams are they're gonna do their thing on offense. Like you're not gonna hold them to no points or just one touchdown or something. They're gonna score. Nakua's gonna have yards. Kyron's gonna. Well, actually, a big goal for the Lions should be to stop that run. If if, if you if you can stop the run, that'd be huge. And the Lions' run defense is really good, so they can do that. But their pass defense sucks. So. You just got to assume Cup and Nakua are going to do their thing. Um, but if they can stop Kyron Williams, don't let them run all over you, which, again, the Lions haven't let, like, anybody run all over them this year at all. Um, and I was actually listening to a Lions podcast earlier today, and they had a Rams guy on, and he was he was saying Sean McVay will abandon the run pretty quick. So if Sean McVay abandons the run pretty quick, and they're just relying on Stafford just to throw the ball around the yard, he Stafford will throw picks. We all know that he'll throw picks. So if the Lions can force a turnover, you know, get off the field here and there, uh, that'll that will be great. Because on the other side, the Rams' defense is not good. Um, their their defensive line's pretty good. They, I mean, Aaron Donald, and they got they they got a rookie that's like that's good. Their draft was really good this year, but their pass defense is terrible. Um, 
and the Lions can sling it with anybody. So I ex- I'm expecting a huge, a, like a massive game from Amon Ra, just like I always do. His over under is 89 and a half. I would take his over. Um, but they're also going to stay true to themselves and they're going to try to run the ball as well. They're going to use Jameer. They're going to use David Montgomery. They're going to lean on them just like they always have. But like I've said, I think the Lions being at home is huge. If they can stop the run, that'll be massive. And I think they should win. Um, if I had a score prediction, it's going to be high scoring. I mean, it's just it's just going to have to be. Um, I'm going to say 34 to 30 Lions. And we will see you. Well, the Packers are going to win. So that's another thing. If the Packers win, which would be huge, Lions would get the winner of Eagles Bucks. But I would love to have also, I would love to have a date in in Dallas again. I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to stop talking because I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But 34-30, Lions win. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much covered the game. I also lean the over. I did bet the Lions minus three earlier Let's in the go. week. Let's go, Mayor. Yep. Supporting my friend. And, um, this is this is for the city of Detroit and all the Lions fans, you know, who have waited so long. So I'm on the Lions. I think that home field advantage is going to help them in this game. And uh I think the Rams are probably one one playmaker short on the outside to to pull off the upset. You know, you got you got Puka, you got Cooper Cup, who kind of looks like he's been a little bit gimpy all season long. And obviously Kyron's a great running back, but like you said, the Lions shut down the run pretty effectively. And then when it comes to like their third options, I'm just not blown away, whether it's Tutu or Higby or Robinson. Just I think they're going to come up a little bit short. So I'll say Lions. I'll say Lions 34, Rams 24. Oh, okay. I love that. Also, uh, I know the big question's been Laporta, and he was he was getting some work today, and which which is really good. He said he's optimistic he's going to play. Again, we'll see. Um, the beat reporters that I follow, too, they they were like, he's talking like a guy that sounds like he's going to play. Um, so that would be awesome if he could play. Even if he doesn't, though, um, I I still think the Lions should get it done. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. It's but I'll be I'll be nervous. It's uh, it's it's going to be nuts. It's going to it's going to be so damn loud. I'm looking forward to hearing how loud it is. Just huh. seeing how it goes. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting as hell. Uh, no doubt. There's a few few uh, props that I like in this game quite a bit. Um, you know, surprisingly enough, the lines obviously have looked good in prime time. But like we talked about, Campbell, you know, really commits to that run. So four out of the last five, obviously golf had five touchdowns against uh, the Broncos, but golf has gone under actually five of the last six, under one and a half passing touchdowns. Um, the Lions have still been able to win those games uh, without golf having to throw that into the end zone. For some reason I've watched a ton of, not for some reason I've watched, but watching a ton of Lions games, it seems like they are always like goal to go within the three. Like yeah. they're never just like yeah, yeah. Know, first and goal from the 10 where yeah. you're going to be thrown a lot. So um, that definitely attributes to why those passing TDs are low. Uh, another one that I like uh, in the primetime setting, Kyron Williams has never gone over 
16 and a half yards longest rush. Um, huh. he, he's hit that a few times, uh, not prime time, uh, leading up to this game. So, uh, you know, as you said, uh, McVeigh will be quick to abandon the run if it's not working. Uh, so that's one that you could look at uh, as as one minus 105 under longest rush, 16 and a half. And then uh, the last one, it's hit. Uh, the Lions have allowed uh, 12 of the last 15 quarterbacks to go over their passing yard number. Stafford over 274. Um, you expect the Lions to control this game by getting ahead. So expect the Rams to uh, get that three of the last four games. He's hit that uh, pretty easily. So those are the three three props I like for this game. And then I also like the Lions to win. Uh, they have a pretty good, their top three rush defense. So I think that's why they abandoned Kyron pretty quickly. And uh, I just think they are too complete of a team for this Rams team. The Rams are a good story this year. I don't think Stafford has enough nostalgia in him. To uh, and maybe he actually has uh, so much of a soft spot now that he has a Super Bowl that he maybe throws a little gimme. Yeah, pick. you know, like a oh, little gimme no. pick six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And and not not take anything away from them because I think the Rams are like a overall like pretty good team. Um, but they're seven and one in their last eight. And if you look at their last eight, they their their wins are pretty unimpressive. But their loss is actually very impressive. They lost to the Ravens in overtime. Yeah, um, it's a crazy. But, game. You know, and but they're the teams they've beaten aren't super aren't great. Um, they did beat the Browns though, um, who's who's good, but um, and they they have won, you know, kind of handedly in these games, but at the same time, yeah, like they they definitely have faults. Like the Lions are better than the Rams and they're at home, like they should win. Um, so he's got to go out and do it, but it's the playoffs, totally different. The Rams have been there, you know, their core has been there, done that, Cup. Donalds, Stafford, McVay. They've done this. The Lions haven't, as a I'm team, not, at least. I'm not concerned with the Lions' ability to score points in this game. I'm not saying they're going to be perfect, but I'm not concerned about that. My concern yeah. would be my concern would be their defense. And they don't even need to play great. They just need to play just just decent. Enough. They gotta right. do enough. And yes. yeah, you just you know the yeah, you just gotta do enough. Get off the fields. Just, just enough times. That's how I see it. Yep. So that that brings us to our final game of Wild Card Weekend Monday nights. Um, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Tampa plus three home dog. Uh, by the way, that's only the second, the opening game and the final game, second home dog, uh, and then over under forty three and a half Monday night seven fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I lean, I lean the Buccaneers plus the points in this game until the Eagles show me otherwise, if they're anything but they have been, uh, you know, in the second half of the season or this kind of this backstretch. Um, I can't trust them. On that same token, the Buccaneers, man, what the hell? They were so hot. They, you know, obliterated the Packers defense and then they obliterated the Jaguars and then lose to the Saints at home. Beat the Panthers nine to nothing. I'm a little concerned about what hap- what's kind of happened to the offense over the last two games um, for Tampa. So I would not be surprised 
in the least if the Eagles won this game. They are favorited. Um, but if you're like, Mayor, you have to make a pick. I'll take the Bucks plus the points. And from an over-under standpoint, boy, I guess I'll lean the under. That number is low at 43 and a half, but I'm concerned about the Buccaneers offense and the Eagles offense has been not the same either. But my gosh, this is just a game that I don't even know if I want any part of. <laughs> yeah, well, it sucks because it's 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 a Monday night. It's the only game that's being played. So like we're we're gonna have some bets on it. We can't be like, oh yeah, there's a game later. Like it's like no, like I'll have some right. bets on it. Uh, no, I I agree with you, Mayor. I'm leaning Bucks plus the points because the Eagles just seem like a dead team. There's something they have talent, but there's something going on. There's a rift in the locker room. They don't like the coaches. Something um because you don't play how they've been playing and embarrassing like that so yeah give me the bucks plus the points but also like you said if the eagles won and I mean, i'm not going to be shocked i mean you know jalen hurts aj brown Devontae, all, all these guys but um yeah from an over under perspective though i'm gonna go over kind of only because you just you said under so i'll just i'll just say the other um yeah i don't know i i really don't know what's going to happen in this game it's 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 such a it's a gross game it's weird it's a weird gross playoff game that's going to be monday night um yeah give me the over i guess i would say i'll say bucks bucks 24 eagles 21 just goes over okay yeah i'll say i'll say tampa 23 eagles 17 yeah um man this is crazy too because i mean obviously jalen hurts we all saw his finger last week yeah. and it was like pointed all kinds of ways so like there's still uh props aren't released because it is monday uh fully for him yet so uh very concerned there's either two ways you can look at it uh they this is such a veteran team especially on the offensive line and on the defensive line um that this is a the perfect matchup for them first and it's a get right situation but we've also seen you know, that's where the normal joe would stop thinking but we've seen this before in the past too or this is like a full-on shut it down situation season came to a grinding halt like let's hurry up and get to the the physical therapy and season's over so this is a really tough game to look at. Uh, I would, I mean, I'm basically going to rely on uh, primetime stats that I'm looking at. And uh, Baker does seem to show up a little bit more in primetime when it comes to pass attempts. So I'm going to lean uh, Baker. I'm sorry, he doesn't come to what it, um, what's needed for pass attempts under. 33 and a half. I'm not going to fully lock that in. Just a lean. I'll wait for my card. But if I had to pick a winner, I'd say... Oh, fuck. I'd say the Eagles on the money line. Just think uh, they have enough talent to out-talent this Bucks team that is by far overproduced. But that's that's my only, only view on it. Yeah, it's a weird game. Definitely uh, feels like an anticlimactic ending to Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely, which means, which means we're going to get the best game of the week. Yeah, it'll probably be nuts. 
That'd be sick. Which, it could be. It could be like a nuts, disgusting game, but you know, someone has to win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the games. Uh, so just kind of recapping the best bets. Uh, any bets that y'all have uh, just want to run through that y'all already placed. Um, go ahead and do that now. Yeah, my card right now, I got four units on the under in the Dolphins-Chiefs game. Uh, I got 44.5. I see it's down to 43.5 as we're recording this, finally going down. <laughs> I have two units on Steelers-Bills under 36.5. That's also down to 35.5. Like I said, these temperatures are going to be horrific. And in the Rams-Lions game, I have one unit on the Lions minus three. And then in the Browns-Texans game, I have one unit on Stroud over 10 and a half rushing yards. And that's my card so far. That's pre- a pretty good card. Mine is not nearly as long because I haven't dove into it as much. Um, but Elijah Moore over 32 and a half receiving yards. Um, that One unit. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown over 89 and a half receiving yards. I think he goes for over a hundred. If you want to take an alt line, um, those are, those are really my, my two main plays um, that I have right now. I know it's, I know it's kind of lame, but I don't want to force anything either. I no, do like the under also in the, uh, in the uh, chiefs dolphins game that mayor's all over. Okay. Uh, just recapping. I like the Texans Browns to go over 44 and a half. Nico Collins over five and a half receptions, like two or under 33 and a half pass attempts. Uh, I like the Dolphins plus four and a half there. Uh, Mason Rudolph under 17 and a half pass attempts. Nothing on the game. Uh, Tucker Craft over two and a half receptions. Uh, I like uh, the over in that game, 50 and a half. And then Detroit minus three. Uh, Stafford over passing yards. Kyron Williams under 16 and a half longest rush uh, will be my props uh, waiting uh, to possibly pull the trigger on Montgomery over rush yards 55 and a half. Uh, Tampa Bay, Philly. Um, I mean, I guess Philly money line and uh, probably uh, Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. Fuck yeah. Uh, last thing I wanted to do. Uh, we were going to put together a, a futures matchup of like champions. We'll just like tweet that out, tweet out a slip. You can tail if you want, or if you see those like, you know, $10 slips that pay 190,000 when you're waiting on, you know, it's a five month slip. You're waiting on like the, uh, the Dodgers to cash in October as like this final leg. Uh, but wanted to cover the last part. So predictions, give me your guys final four. Uh, Super Bowl and uh, champion. Don't have, and that's it. Lex, you go first. Okay, cool. Um, so I, uh, I am going to say that it's going to be Lions at 49ers in the oh. NFC Championship. And I got the 49ers coming out of the NFC in the AFC. I am going chalk completely here. Um, I got Bills at Ravens and uh, the Ravens beating the Bills in the AFC Championship. So I got a 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl, and I am going to go with the Ravens to beat the Niners again and win the the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, love that. I would take that as a Lions fan all day. Um, So 
Well, my NFC, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to go Lions at 49ers, uh, and I'll take the loss there. Um, Niners go on to the Super Bowl. They're a damn good team. In the AFC, man, I don't want to copy exactly what Mayor just did. I'm going to do, I'm going to say Ravens, Chiefs, Ravens, Chiefs, Ravens win. Ravens Niners Super Bowl. Ravens win the Super Bowl. So a lot <laughs> a lot like Mayor, but Ravens, Ravens and Niners are the two best teams. It's kind of hard to pick against them. Uh yeah. and the Ravens are really damn good. So Yeah, I mean, this is football. The best teams in the playoffs have gone to the Super Bowl before. It's not like some crazy this isn't March Madness. Yeah, right. Uh, like so it's not yeah, it's not out of the ordinary. However, I will kind of step out of the comfort zone a little. Uh, I actually have Buffalo playing Cleveland in the AFC Championship okay. and then have Dallas uh, at the 49ers. Uh, I've got the 49ers playing the Cle- no, the Buffalo Bills and then uh, 49ers winning. Uh, they should have won last year, in my opinion. I mean, if they weren't down to their literal reserve quarterback, I mean, this is just a well-oiled machine. They're all healthy. I don't see how the Niners don't win the Super Bowl this year. Knock on wood if for injuries wise. What I will say, and it is the the Ravens do not want to see the Cleveland Browns in the divisional round. That's the last team they want to see. That's why I have the Browns advancing. Yeah. I mean that it really would not shock me if if they were to beat the Ravens. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. You don't want to play a team three times in the NFL. It's just it, then it's just everything's thrown out the window. Yeah, remember that Jaguars team yeah. from the history books? Yeah. Went fourteen and zero against the NFL, but zero and three against the Titans. Yep, insane. <laughs> Ouch! Totally insane. Well, boys, uh, stretch a little long, but I mean, this is the NFL playoffs. Uh, we got to give everyone everything we got. So, uh, Nick. Safe travels to Detroit. Let's uh, let's all give some good juju and hope both your guys' teams win. And uh, of course, all of our bets cash. Love it. Thanks, guys. Peace. See ya.